Wednesday. I'm tired of fighting this battle. Shamar Moore leads a team of elite SWAT officers. Me and the rest of this team, we got your back always. You ain't fighting alone. And their next mission is their toughest yet. Risking their lives. Uh, the only thing I know is that there's an expiration date for all of us doing this job. For the city of L.A. and each other. This team is family I never had. Shamar Moore stars in a new SWAT, Wednesday, 10, 9 central on CBS. Hi, Governor and Bo. Your show is the highlight of my day. Thank you so much for all that you do. You know how cute I always thought you were. I, they're, they're, is, is there a book and page number you can reference me to, please? I don't have a copy of the report in front of me. Time to play the game! The majesty of this place, what it represents. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. The history made here, it is an overwhelming experience. <laughs> well said. This is sort of like a schizophrenic rodeo. Yes, I hear you. Four years as NC Governor. Governor Bo, thanks for having me in. I appreciate it. Great to be on WBT, the big legacy station. Oh, man. Behind-the-scenes conversations. We served together when I was governor of Indiana, and uh, he did a great job. Pat McCrory. WBT presents. Uh, I Honest, uh, Bo, I don't, I don't know how good he is on radio. You'll have to tell him <laughs> that I said that. The Pat McCrory Show. I'll do even better. Than- <laughs> With Bo Thompson. I'll do even better than that. I will, I will replay that line for him when we get on. Well, we finally made it to December of the longest year ever. Welcome to the Pat McCrory Show on December 1st, 2020. Wait a minute, the campaign's still going on. Everyone says the campaign's over. For Paul Newby, we're going to find out today whether or not Paul Newby, the Chief Justice candidate for the Supreme Court, a Republican who I went to high school with, I think I told you one of us was valedictorian, Mm -hmm. and you kind of snickered. No, I wanted to hear your speech. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. So we're going to find out whether or not Paul Newby, and for whatever reason, Mecklenburg County, Forsyth County, and Guilford County are the last counties to count the ballots. Now, those are all Democratic counties. Paul has a 300-vote lead in probably the most important race in North Carolina. Everyone says, well, it's the governor or if it's the U.S. Senate. I'm telling you, the chief justice of the state Supreme Court is crucial. And right now, the Republican, Paul Newby, has a 300-vote lead. He's an outstanding guy. He's a great friend. And I'm hoping the best for him today. He'll find out whether he hangs on to a 300-vote lead. My election was considered close at 5,000 on election night. This was a couple hundred, and he's already withstood one voter recount. Now they're counting the ballots again, and let's hope Mecklenburg County doesn't screw it up. (laughs) Also this afternoon, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper set to give an update on the status of the uh, COVID-19 situation. Oh, good. We have material for tomorrow's show. (laughs) (laughs) On Wing It Wednesday, we'll just play his entire speech. Let's see if, uh, you know, both uh, Joe Biden and Roy Cooper have some decisions to make. They had Trump to blame for everything before. Now, they're really the ones going to be in charge. And are they going to shut down the economy, continue to shut down our schools? Because the numbers for COVID are going up. And they're up further than they were when they initially shut down the economy. So were they right then or wrong then? And should they reverse or do what the decisions they made seven months ago? 
And speaking of schools, uh, hundreds of CMS students are back in the mix in person this week, at least to, to a degree. Uh, today and yesterday, you have students, uh, middle school students from the K through 8 schools. Uh, only from the K through eight schools, the traditional, you know, six through eight middle schools aren't mm-hmm. back yet. They're not back. That's till... because COVID recognizes the difference between <laughs> six through eight versus what's the other one? Well, it's six through eight in, the, in either case, but the ones that are back today are are part of K through eight schools. See the little COVID things are going. Ooh, which one? <laughs> which ones? Science. This, this COVID is. It's very smart. They know the difference between the South Carolina border and the North Carolina border. They know the difference between a brewery and a bar. Very smart. They went to Davidson. <laughs> so you have uh, you have CMS bringing some of these middle schoolers back this week. Now, we'll get into yeah. this a little bit more yeah. later in the hour, but there are some, some teachers, because teachers had to report yesterday. Mm. Uh, teachers had to report teachers yesterday. Had to show up, and uh, they're they're still making sense of the. You the, mean public school teachers of traditional schools? Because teachers have been showing up to work in charter schools. No, good point. And in private schools for a long, long time. It's the public union teachers. So some teachers are upset about the decision uh, mm-hmm. to have the, the teachers back yeah, yesterday. I might have a little feedback about that. And there's been a social media page set up. So we'll get, we'll mm, get to that that's coming up. It's called the National Teachers Organization that owns Roy Cooper. Coming up also, I'm going to have uh, a little academy session on the... Uh, is that a charter are, school, McCrory no, Academy? No, this is the McCrory <laughs> Academy. On the movement for common sense okay. regarding regarding the virus. Coming up, if you can take it, this is 101 on the virus, the movement for common sense. The things that are common sense and the things that are not common sense being done in North Carolina and the Charlotte region. This is part of the, you're getting this for free. We're not gonna have to you're not gonna have to put a credit card number in. This is the syllabus. You're not going to have to buy an app. For McCrory Academy. This is 101. But I might only give you half of them because if we can market the other second half, we might do this. This is how they do it on the internet with golf lessons. we got five tips to lengthen your drives 20 yards, and they give you two of them. For the other three, got to sign up for the Academy. But right now, we're going to give you the full 101 on the movement for common sense. Regarding the virus, you don't get it anywhere else. Now we got to pause so you can switch classes. And- let me let me just pause. Let me. In the meantime, we're going to do the news, and I'm going to put on my professor's jacket. Mm-hmm. How do I look? Describe how I look with my professor's jacket. I wouldn't know. And, I can't no. make. I can't make eye contact with you. Well, <laughs> I'll 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 make this one exception. Oh, okay. Huh? So that's what you look like. Yeah. I'm speechless. 814 on WBT. Your attention, please. Students and those who are auditing this class, there are many of you, we welcome you to the McCrory Academy. The Movement for Common Sense, authored by Professor Pat McCrory. Thank you very much, Don Pardo. Or Ed McMahon. Or Ed McMahon. There you go. Today's lesson. You are correct, sir. Regarding the movement for common sense is the coronavirus 
and what your behavior should be and what your behavior should not be, and what the politicians should be doing here in Mecklenburg County, the Charlotte region, and the state of North Carolina. In other words, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense? Even Davidson graduates may understand this. Tell me more. Is it common sense to allow a brewery to be open while closing bars? The answer is no, it's not common sense. It's total political BS. It's not science. Is it science? science? No. Breweries and bars should be open at the same time. Are you with me still? This is kind of, this is like 200 level course right here. I'm taking copious amounts of notes. Is it common sense to close gyms and yet allow pole dancing at strip bars? Is that science? Science. No. Is it total political BS? Yes. If gyms are open, so should strip bars. Brett Jensen of the news department, and vice versa. By the way, yesterday in Charlotte, they actually shut down a strip bar for allowing lap dancing. So it proves there are some guidelines within strip bars. Yes, Brett had the exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Is it common sense to require masks for indoor tennis but not mass for indoors college basketball. Is that science? Science. No, it's total BS. Is it common sense to close public schools while charter schools and private schools are open and doing extremely well? Is that science? Science. No, it's total political BS. Open the public schools. And teachers, we'll talk about you later. Is it common sense to have only 7% capacity in football stadiums, regardless of the size of the football stadium? Is that science? Science. No, it's total BS. Is it common sense to to not allow over 10 people in your home, regardless of the size of their home, or not allow over 10 people in a hotel conference room, regardless of the size of the conference room? Is that science? Science. No, it's total political BS. Is it common? Am I going too fast for you? Absolutely not. Is it (laughs) common? I don't know, you went to Davidson. You had troubles at Davidson, I understand, in your freshman year. You know more about my years at Davidson than I do. Uh, you were looking at a little uh, mm-hmm. too many posters on your walls during those days. <laughs> Fast times at Ridgebend High, if I recall. Is it common sense for the governor not to hold in-person press conferences while President Trump and even Joe Biden holds in-person press conferences? Determined. Is that science? Science. No. It's total political BS. Is it common sense to put on your mask, as Governor Newsom tells us to do while he goes outdoors eating and indoors eating? Is it common sense to put on your mask in between bites 
during meals? Is that common sense? Is that science? Science. No. It's total political BS. Is it common sense to have family members who don't live under the same roof wear masks while your kids who are out going God knows where, and I've, I know your kids, they're out and about. <laughs> and then they come home and they're not required to wear masks. Is that science? Science. No. It's total political BS and not any common sense, especially during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Is it common sense to shut down the economy when 99.9% recovery rate and the overall death rate, the overall death rate of everybody is lower this year in the nation than previous years? No one knows that, but you're learning it right here on the Academy of Common Sense, right here on the Pat McCrory Show. And by the way, is it common sense that if you get within six feet of someone, especially someone who's not a family member, to wear your mask? Yeah, it's common sense. It's not going to hurt you. Go ahead and do it. It does protect you. It doesn't protect you 100%. It'd be good if you clean your mask occasionally and not stuff it in your pocket after you wear it for eight days. But it makes sense to wear a clean mask. When you get near people and have long-term conversations with them, that's common sense. This concludes today's lecture, today's lesson at the McCrory Academy, the movement for common sense. Brought to you by... (laughs) Who ordered the pizza, by the way? (laughs) 829 on WBT. Uh, the professor God. will take a break and get his I Just next. remember, I've taught you everything you know, but I haven't taught you everything I know. <laughs> I feel like I know everything now. <laughs> but there's so much more to learn. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power. It's two house rocking, but you're on the Boy, this has really taken off, this McCrory Academy. Yeah, I do it uh, with or without the virus. I do it via Zoom. I do it uh, in person. I do it in the classroom. I do it over the radio. I do it on Facebook. In fact, if you'd like to see the McCrory Academy on part of the movement of common sense and the first... uh, First session is regarding the virus, what's common sense and what is not, what is science and what is not. Uh, we're going to have it up on Facebook probably within the next hour where you'll be able to see it in person by video. So it's like a virtual tutor. That's correct. Right. But we do charge on Facebook. It'll be, uh, I don't know, it's $53,500 to uh, watch it on Facebook. That's oh. not including uh, room and board, however. Wow. And plus there's an athletic fee to help pay for the football team. <laughs> I mean, wow. you know, because I mean, that's, we got to have a football team for the McCrory Academy and the movement for common sense. And you'll play no matter what, right? Oh, no doubt. Full stadium? <laughs> no, I follow the law. The law is 7% <laughs> capacity. Common sense, we will follow the law. We will question the law, but we will follow the law. Well, speaking of schools... Mm-hmm. So CMS, uh, we touched on this uh, at the top of the hour, but I said we'd come back to this. So some middle schoolers are back 
in-person classes this week. That would be the middle school students, 6 through 8, who are in the K through 8 schools. Mm-hmm. So if you go somewhere like, say, uh, AG Middle School mm-hmm. uh, or Carmel Middle School, those schools aren't back in session yet because those are traditional 6 through 8 middle schools. But if you're a middle school that's part of a whole K through 8, there are not that many in Charlotte mm-hmm. Meckler, but there are some, those students are, are uh, transitioning back to classes this week. Why? Why? What's the difference between the two schools regarding the virus? The statistics aren't. There's no difference. So why is there a difference? Well, um, it's a good question. But here is uh, something else to add to it. Mm-hmm. Teachers, More confusion. Teachers upset about now. Teachers, All teachers had to report yesterday. They have to report this week. So mm-hmm. even if your, your students aren't back yet, if you're a teacher, you have to report. And sit behind your desk in an empty classroom. Teachers upset about the decision mm-hmm. uh, have created a Facebook page to organize a boycott which encourages educators to call in sick or falsely answer the COVID-19 health survey that the district is emailing out beginning today. And That's I, a good role model for kids, to falsely fill out a survey or test. That means you can go back to your kids and during a test, go, hey, kids, if you disagree or are mad at me, you can falsely fill out your test and cheat. So they want to cheat. Some teachers with the union want to cheat. That's what they're basically saying. Falsely fill out a survey on a deadly virus, which, by the way, when I say deadly, less than 1% of the people who get the virus die. Now, we're still waiting. But it's still deadly. And they want to they falsely fill out the survey. That's, that's a class move. Now, we don't know yet how many teachers uh, were absent yesterday on the first day that they were due back. But... Uh, I'm sure in the coming hours we'll find yeah, out. We ought to put all the NBA athletes and the teachers together, some of our public of the unions, and put them together and let them complain about how. I mean, they want to falsely claim they have COVID in a survey. They want to falsely fill out a survey on COVID. They ought to be fired if they do that. Immediately fired. There's no excuse for that. And there's no excuse for even threatening that. If you did that in any company, you'd be fired. Why should they be an exception? I love teachers. I have my I got my teaching degree. My goal in life was to become a teacher. I student taught at North Rowan High School in Rowan County. I love teaching. I love teachers. My sister is a, was a teacher for over 30 years. My sister-in-law was a teacher for over 30 years here in Charlotte-Mecklenburg. I love teachers. I know how hard they work, but they have responsibilities, and one of them is to tell the truth. And one of them is to teach like those in charter schools and private schools are doing right now. And I'll tell you what Governor Cooper ought to do is stand up right now and say, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. But he won't because he's owned by the teachers union because that's who got him elected for a second term and a first term. So when are the Democrats in Mecklenburg County going to stand up and say, Enough is enough. You're hired to do a job. If you don't want to do it, go find another job, like drive a truck for Staples. I saw the truck driver at Staples come in this morning. They have to work. They can't do it from home. There are plenty of jobs out there right now available. That you have to work. You can't do it from home. You have that choice. 
It's wrong. 844. And, and the school board ought to stand up and say it's wrong. So should the county commission. So should the mayor. And right now, as they speak, people are deserting the public school system in Charlotte-Mecklenburg. And that's going to have long-term negative ramifications on this city, on this county, and on this region. And it's unacceptable. And it's time for the school board leaders and the business leaders and the Chamber of Frickin' Commerce to stand up and say, enough is enough. Get back to school. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Eight minutes in front of nine o'clock here on WBT, Tuesday, Pat McCrory Show. First day of December. Coming up next hour, there's a uh, Charlotte Agenda article titled Myers Park cheered on a Black Lives Matter protest in June, then voted for Trump in November. And we'll talk about this because someone in this room is quoted in this article. Yeah, I had. I live in Myers Park. I mean, you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm that type of individual lifting Myers Park. And um, I gave some feedback on why uh, Trump won in Myers Park and why you didn't hear about it. So hold that thought. We'll get to that uh, coming up uh, just into the next hour. But right now, we got something else to talk about. Yeah, there's a major North Carolina businessman uh, that I know very well, Fred Eshelman, who donated $2.5 million to a organization to help Donald Trump's campaign validate the vote for the 2020 election. In other words, challenge the votes, especially in Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Fred Eshelman felt very strong about making sure that every legal vote is counted. He was a strong Trump supporter, and he gave, I mean, that's adult money, $2.5 million. Now, Fred Eshelman is a very wealthy um, entrepreneur who started a very successful business out of uh, out of uh, Wilmington, sold part of the business, I believe, made hundreds of millions of dollars. And by the way, he's donated a lot of money, not just for political causes, but he's given a great deal of money to a pharmacy school at his uh, alma mater, and that's the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So he not only has made a lot of money, but he gives a lot of money to causes that he believes in. And he believed that Donald Trump should be reelected president of the United States. So he's given $2.5 million to this group, and now he wants it back. He says the group has misled him. When he calls up and says, what have you got? What have you got about voter fraud? What have you got about all the illegal voting in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Ohio or wherever it might be, Georgia? What have you got? And he says, well, I've gotten very vague responses. And every time he calls, he gets vague responses. And then the same group drops lawsuits based upon inadequate information to provide to the courts. And he's going, I feel like I've been misled. I gave this group $2.5 million because they said they had all this information that's going to overturn this election. And he feels like he's been misled. He says, I want my money back. The group is saying, no, we didn't mislead you. In fact, we used your $2.5 million to start a Uh, a line where people could call up and report voter fraud. Now, I don't know if that cost $2.5 million, but apparently they set up a system where people could call in and say, hey, I saw voter fraud, I'm reporting it. 
But Eshelman's going, nah, that's not enough. I want my full refund back. You misled me. The group has said, I'll give you a million dollars of it back as long as you don't sue us. He's going, no, I want my $2.5 million back. You misled me. This is a North Carolina businessman, strong Trump supporter, who said enough is enough. I gave you this money. I want it back. And by the way, if you give it back to me, I will give it to other groups that are doing the same thing. He still wants things to be investigated regarding how votes were calculated and implemented throughout the United States of America. This is a serious, serious issue. And I'm telling you right now, there are groups out there, and I'm not saying this is one of those groups. I'll let uh, Fred Eshelman fight that battle. But he's right to question him. If you give someone $2.5 million, you ought to be getting pretty up-to-date reports with detail on how your money's being spent and what success you're having in your recount efforts. And he says he's not getting that. There are groups out there, by the way, in politics that are total ripoffs. These third-party groups, and believe me, it happens to politicians too, there are third-party groups that work on behalf of Trump, or they'd say they work on behalf of Trump, or McCrory, or Burr, or Tillis, or other Republicans throughout the nation, say, you give to us, and we're really supporting this candidate indirectly through a third-party group, and we're going to call it the betterment for America, or America the beautiful, or America for a better America. You know, they always have these great titles of third-party groups. And what you find out is people are making money off these groups. They're taking a 30 20%, 30%, 40 50% a cut of the action. And then they'll run a few ads on TV nationally. They'll get a cut of that TV ad. And next thing you know, all these donors go, what happened to my money? It's a real scam going on in politics throughout this nation. There are some very good third-party groups that charge very little overhead or no overhead whatsoever. In fact, I heard Carl Rove has had a third-party group, and I heard he pays himself nothing for that group, which I admire. Because some of these third-party groups, the directors of these third-party groups are making hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars, and the people who give these third-party groups don't know it. So... Is this a third-party group that is ripping people off, including Fred Eshelman, and making false claims, taking the money, and then not telling the donors exactly what they're doing with the money? It's an interesting thing to watch, especially as we continue to go through recount controversy uh, between now and the swearing-in ceremony of uh, January the 21st. Hour number two of the Pat McCrory Show coming up here on WBT. Behold, I bring to you the stick man! Okay, was your vehicle damaged? Yeah, he dented it pretty bad on the roof. Time to play the game! I want to make sure he doesn't do this to anyone else. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you very much for being an entertaining and somewhat funny in the morning. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. Gov, how are you, baby? Good to be on. Four years as NC Governor. Listen, Pat, it's like being a weatherman, you know? <laughs> I get to go on and say something. If I'm wrong, they still bring me back. I, you know, I'm that way every day now. Behind the scenes conversations. It's fantastic, but I'm never wrong. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that about you. <laughs> no talking points. You got that sweater vest and everything? Oh, I'm wearing, I've got uh, pads. 
ads on my jacket, my tweed jacket. WBT presents. And I've got a goatee and a mustache, and I smoke a pipe now. The Pat McCrory Show. <laughs> so, And that's just on the radio show. <laughs> with Bo Thompson. Mornings with the governor. Children demanded it, but go ahead. I haven't. Mm. Kids are in waiting lines to get into the McCrory Academy. That's McCrory sure. Academy, uh, $50,000 a year. It's free on WBT Radio. $50,000 a year if uh, you want uh, counseling, direct counseling, in person, in the classroom. That would be a tutor. Now, that's my hourly rate. Okay. That's different. That's I, I have a charge. I, I charge an hourly rate also, okay. and if you have to ask how much that rate is, you, you can't afford it. So for those people, don't even ask how much it costs. And you know who you are. So if you're listening right now, you're Mm -hmm. basically, you're doing the audit of the class. That's correct. And we we may replay a little bit of that class later on today that, again, you'll get for free, and it's going to be on the Facebook, the Movement for Common Sense regarding the virus, Chapter 1. Was the rollout of the Movement for Common Sense today Mm -hmm. uh, part of the Pat McCrory Academy? I mean, this is, uh, you're getting a preview of the syllabus that it is going to generate so many more I've sessions. got a note here from the Davidson uh, College president. Oh, yeah? And saying, stop it. You're making our courses irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people, the students right now are dropping Davidson College when and they going, re- I don't need to go there anymore. I can get a better deal on WBT. When they realize they can audit. The class Hold by on, just listening. Just, I got a note from Harvard right here, a Harvard student going, I'm dropping Harvard today. My goal was to get into Harvard, and I found out I didn't need it after all. I could just listen to WBT, Pat McCrory Show. The Ivy League of Radio. the movement for common sense. The Ivy League of Radio, right? That's right. Yeah. And we do give a diploma <clears throat> verbally, but we do not give it by <laughs> sheepskin. <laughs> Too expensive. This is going to be... can't afford my condo at the... Islands. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, uh, we do have some headlines. And by the way, the next segment, I was talking about this article in the Charlotte Agenda last hour. And uh, we're going to be talking about this in just mm-hmm. a few minutes. But mm-hmm. there's an article titled, Myers Park cheered cheered on a Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. in June, then voted for Trump in, in November. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up uh, for one reason. Uh, you're quoted in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will talk about what you said. Yeah, and it what... turns out there's a lot of closet Republicans in Myers Park. I might move to another part of Myers Park soon, maybe one of the big mansions on Queens Road, if this academy really takes off. Yeah, well, you're going to need an auditorium. You know, I, I live in a fairly small house, and I, I live in a house, what, 2,600 square feet, but, you know, I just I, I might look good in one of those fancy mansions. 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 Or do we have to change the name of mansions, because it's not politically correct to use the word mansions, now that, what's that other neighborhood just changed their... Oh, yeah. Hang on. The plantation. Something uh, plantation. States. Providence Plantation. Well, no, no. States. <laughs> it wasn't Providence Plantation, but. Oh, they're, they're next. <laughs> no. I'm trying to. Oh, Plantation Estates. So I'm going to move into a. I got to think of a generic term for mansions. Yeah, this because is. Because I'm a, a PC kind of guy. Plantation Estates is in Matthews. Actually, part of the movement for common sense, the Pat McCrory Academy, there, are, there is no PC. PC is not allowed. Not allowed in the academy and not allowed here during the Pat McCrory show. But there is no name-calling. 
Oh, no name-calling, no rudeness. Paul Cameron. There's a sense of levity, self-deprecation, <laughs> but we take the issues extremely seriously. Yes. <clears throat> now, we just got word from uh, one of our co-workers here, Jeff, who's putting our tape together Thank for you, our Jeff. Facebook right now. Jeff says, uh, Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm, he, when I started talking about gun smoke yesterday, I missed his uh, age group. Right, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, go ahead. Yes, you did. <laughs> he was going wide gap. I was yeah. about to say uh, a million miles I, I from gun about smoke. Festus, and he didn't know who <laughs> Festus was. Well, and then I said, "What's next, Lawrence Welk?" <laughs> oh gosh, that little ballroom dancing with Lawrence Welk. <laughs> you said Festus. He's thinking Festivus. <laughs> For the rest of us. <laughs> okay, what's your big show that you listen to that's a, a interesting character like Fonzie or Festus or who's the person? <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Interesting show that I listen to? No, watch on okay, TV. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. You remind me of the millennials that complain and then go, huh? There was actually huh? there was a show called Wow Total when I was blank. a kid. Total blank. Total blank. Captain 20? Well, so, they don't make shows like they used to. It's an MTV to. reality show. Hold on, hold on. They don't make shows like they used to. We don't have these, well, you know, but hang on. Name highly one, edited. Name one show that you like to watch. Uh, oh. See, I, okay. I okay, new, let me name one. Under I, Deck I Mediterranean. My wife and I like that. Okay. Wait, wait. Below Deck. Below, Below Okay. I don't, I don't even <laughs> I've never seen an episode of the show, and I know the name of the show. <laughs> now we'll say this. I have, a new, I have a new baby at home, so I'm I'm roped into mostly what my way, thank you, but but mostly what my wife watches. So like Grey's Anatomy, okay, that that's one. been around yeah. for 20 years too, right? But that's better than wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let, it's Grey's been, Anatomy of all shows you mentioned. It's been around for 20 years and yet still millions of miles from Gunsmoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, coming up, uh, are you a closet conservative? Were you a closet conservative in your neighborhood, whether you were in Mecklenburg County or Lancaster County or Iredale County or Cabarrus County or Lincoln County or Union County? Were you a closet conservative? Regarding your votes for Trump or Tillis or other Republicans, and you just didn't want to tell anyone. The article is titled, Myers Park cheered on a Black Lives Matter protest in June, then voted for Trump in November. Wow. Governor McCrory here is quoted in this article. I'll tell you what he said and the react to the article We're going to find out if you're a closet Republican. And what do you find out? Uh, what, did, what do you think about the teachers and, and about the Academy of Common Sense Rules for the Virus? 704-374-3800, the big finish. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3, WPT. Happy day. Festus, the Fonz, and Pat McCrory. Well, well, all well. shows that people uh, listen to, uh, regardless <laughs> of age. People, I, I mean, TV land is uh, very famous because a lot of younger people watch the Fonz, or a lot of younger people watch Mayberry, a lot of people watch Gunsmoke, Golden Girls, a lot of people watch Seinfeld. Yeah, that's true. Simon, Simon, <laughs> Simon and Simon says John Moore. <laughs> Jake and the Fat. I man. watch James Bond movies that are 
50 years old and I still like it. God bless Sean Connery. I you I was just stating a fact. No, you were making a shot, just like Jeff was. Absolutely not. Now, you did throw me with the gun smoke reference yesterday. I was not expecting that. But. Well, speaking of references, um, in Myers Park, you, you think Myers Park's turned all Democrat now. So Eastover and some of the other wealthy, wealthier neighborhoods in the Charlotte region. Uh, because all you saw during the campaign were Biden-Harris signs and also a lot of Black Lives Matter signs. And you saw almost no Trump signs. And we had this discussion about a month ago about people's Trump signs being torn down. And apparently there's an article in the uh, local uh, weekly uh, Internet newspaper called Charlotte Agenda, right? Mm -hmm. This is an article written by Michael Graff, and it's entitled, Myers Park cheered on a Black Lives Matter protest in June, then voted for Trump in November. Yeah, during that Black Lives Matter protest, by the way, and I told the reporter this, there were some people shouting while walking up Queens Road, we know where McCrory lives. And a neighbor of mine called me up and said, if I were you, I would get out of town. <laughs> and I did, uh, because I didn't want any types of confrontation. Let me read you a little bit of this. Uh, he says, as autumn settled in, Black Lives Matter and We Believe signs popped up in yards mm-hmm. throughout Myers Park. Including my neighbors. Many were soon accompanied by Biden-Harris displays. Mm-hmm. You'd have to uh, have had a search party to uh, heart a uh, the party would have to search hard to find an open Trump-Pence supporter. Mm-hmm. Then came Election Day. In most of the precincts around Myers Park and Eastover, Trump's numbers actually improved over his 2016 margin. Mecklenburg County still hasn't assigned all mail-in tallies to each precinct, but as it stands now, Precinct 8, whose map traces the protest route, would be one of the few Mecklenburg precincts to go from blue in 2016 to red in 2020. So you go down a bit further in the article, and uh, it quotes uh, this from Edwin Peacock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edwin Peacock, former city councilman, Edwin Peacock III, quote, You've got a lot of closet conservatives. I cannot think of a single Trump sign that I saw between South Park and Eastover. And then it says, Former mayor and governor Pat McCrory, who has lived in Myers Park for 30 years, takes Peacock's words further. Quote, You don't see, uh, you didn't see Republican signs or Trump signs for fear of backlash from PC police. It's just not worth it, which is a sad commentary, says McCrory. Uh, it's uh, at many people's work places of worship and in your neighborhood. You keep your heads down, and sometimes, sadly, it's best not to converse in a political discussion uh, and hope that those on the left don't engage you in verbal assaults, unquote. He, he correctly quoted me. And I'm, I might add, when I have Black Lives Matter signs or uh, Harris uh, Biden signs in my neighborhood, I treat the people just the same as I, whether I disagree with them politically or not. It doesn't matter. They're my neighbors. They're my friends. I love their kids. I love the parents. And I say hello to them, and I'm nice to them. That was not always the case with me walking throughout the neighborhood. Some people would drive by and cuss me out or verbally assault me in many different ways. And, of course, my car got attacked just two month, two blocks from where I lived, damaged, $2,000 worth of damage. Uh, because someone recognized me and obviously didn't like me, uh, to put it mildly. Um, but I think there were a lot of closet conservatives, even in Myers Park. You don't see that as much the further out you go of Charlotte. In Lincoln County, Cabarrus County, and Union County, you saw a lot of Trump signs. You saw a lot of Till signs in the inner city neighborhoods of Myers Park, Eastover, Dilworth, Elizabeth, definitely not Elizabeth, and Chantilly and neighborhoods like that, 
you only saw more liberal signs. And they weren't afraid to exhibit their political allegiance, but I think conservatives or Republicans were in my neighborhood. And it's shocking, based upon signs, Biden won Myers Park. Based upon the actual votes, it is a surprise to me that Trump won. Closet Republicans, closet conservatives. And I think it is because fear of backlash, backlash not even in their neighborhood, but also in their workplace. Which is not right. That's not the American way. 704-374-3800. The Big Finish hotline is open right now. Actually, I, we have a, a call that's already come in here. Okay. Yeah. Was your vehicle damaged? <laughs> yes. The dented it pretty bad on the roof. I want to make sure you don't do this to anyone else. So if you'd like to participate I didn't as even well. have a Trump <laughs> sticker on my car. The guy, I know you. You're that blankety-blank-blank. Blank. Pat McCrory. You're that professor. <laughs> 928 uh, on WBT. You know, Jeff Atkinson, I bet he gets that a lot, too. <laughs> you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He needs to stop picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, every once in a while, I deflect to somebody else, Jeff. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll hit Pam up occasionally. Yeah, it's not always me as the punching bag every single moment of the show. Your attention, please. Students and those who are auditing this class, there are many of you, we welcome you to the McCrory Academy. The Movement for Common Sense, authored by Professor Pat McCrory. Thank you very much, Don Pardo. (laughs) Or Ed McMahon. Or Ed McMahon. There you go. Today's lesson... You are correct, sir. Regarding the movement for common sense is the coronavirus and what your behavior should be and what your behavior should not be. And what the politicians should be doing here in Mecklenburg County, the Charlotte region, and the state of North Carolina. In other words, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense? Even Davidson graduates may understand this. Tell me more. Is it common sense to allow a brewery to be open while closing bars? The answer is no, it's not common sense. It's total political BS. It's not science. Is it science? Science. No. Breweries and bars should be open at the same time. Are you with me still? This is kind of, this is like 200 level course right here. I'm taking copious amounts of notes. Is it common sense to close gyms and yet allow pole dancing at strip bars? Is that science? Science. No. Is it total political BS? Yes. If gyms are open, so should strip bars. Brett Jensen of the news department, and vice versa. By the way, yesterday in Charlotte, they actually shut down a strip bar for allowing lap dancing. So it proves there are some guidelines within strip bars. Yes, Brett had the exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Is it common sense to require masks for indoor tennis... 
but not mass for indoors college basketball. Is that science? Science. No, it's total BS. Is it common sense to close public schools while charter schools and private schools are open and doing extremely well? Is that science? Science. No, it's total political BS. Open the public schools. And teachers, we'll talk about you later. Is it common sense to have only 7% capacity in football stadiums, regardless of the size of the football stadium? Is that science? Science. No, it's total BS. Is it common sense to a... To not allow over 10 people in your home, regardless of the size of their home, or not allow over 10 people in a hotel conference room, regardless of the size of the conference room? Is that science? Science. No, it's total political BS. Is it common? Am I going too fast for you? Absolutely not. Is it I don't know. You went to Davidson. You had troubles at Davidson, I understand, in your freshman year. You know more about my years at Davidson than I do. Uh, You were looking at a little uh, Mm -hmm. too many posters on your walls during those days. (laughs) Fast times at Ridgebend High, if I recall. Is it common sense for the governor not to hold in-person press conferences while President Trump and even Joe Biden holds in-person press conferences? Is that science? Science. No. It's total political BS. Is it common sense to put on your mask, as Governor Newsom tells us to do while he goes outdoors eating and indoors eating? Is it common sense to put on your mask in between bites during meals? Is that common sense? Is that science? Science. No. It's total political BS. Is it common sense to have family members who don't live under the same roof wear masks while your kids who are out going God knows where, and I know your kids, they're out and about. (laughs) And then they come home and they're not required to wear masks. Is that science? Science. No. It's total political BS and not any common sense, especially during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Is it common sense to shut down the economy when 99.9% recovery rate and the overall death rate, the overall death rate of everybody is lower this year in the nation than previous years? No one knows that, but you're learning it right here on the Academy of Common Sense, right here on the Pat McCrory Show. And by the way, Is it common sense that if you get within six feet of someone, especially someone who's not a family member, to wear your mask? Yeah, it's common sense. It's not going to hurt you. Go ahead and do it. It does protect you. It doesn't protect you 100%. It'd be good if you clean your mask occasionally and not stuff it in your pocket after you wear it for eight days. But it makes sense to wear a clean mask. When you get near people and have long-term conversations with them, that's common sense. This concludes today's lecture, today's lesson at the McCrory Academy, the Movement for Common Sense. Brought to you by... (laughs) 
Who ordered the pizza, by the way? <laughs> 829 on WBT. Uh, the professor God. will take a break and get his I Just next- remember, I've taught you everything you know, but I haven't taught you everything I know. <laughs> I feel like I know everything now. <laughs> Let's have some pizza, Mr. Hand. <laughs> Another free offering of the McCrory Academy, the Movement for Common Sense. Very Some charitable. people have to listen to it twice, even three times. And if you'd like to hear it another time and see it in person, you can watch the video. It's about to go up on McCrory Facebook. We'd love to have you be a part of Pat McCrory Facebook. And uh, also, the audio can be on WBT.com. What I want to know is what happens when you play it backwards. Then so we'll have that up on by 10 o'clock today on Facebook, Pat McCrory Facebook. We would like to have you join that. And right now, we want you to be a part of the big finish. What do you think about the uh, total BS policies that we have in the state regarding the virus? What do you think of uh, teachers not wanting to show up and lying on their form about whether or not they have the virus or not? And uh, what do you think about Fred Eshelman getting ripped off, apparently? $2.5 million he gave to an organization. God, we've covered a lot today. We have. I've had to slow down for you. It's a packed syllabus you're talking about. I just like saying syllabus. You do. <laughs> Davidson grads are all like, you just have to show off. You and Bill Graham, who's actually... going to be on, uh, Bill Graham's on Thursday. Thursday, yes. Coming Thursday. He's read a few syllabi. So the big finish coming up, 704-374-3800. It's working today. Brought to you by Rug Source. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. Word of warning, though. If he does lay into you, it's best to just let him finish. Nothing is over until we decide it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, wait a minute. I, I'm not done yet. Come back. I'm not finished. I have some more to tell you. Come on, baby, finish what you started. Let's go. Come on. Hey. And it's brought to you by Rug Source. This is the big finish on the Pat McCrory Show, 704-374-3800. Now, this is my favorite part of the show, and many of your favorite part of the shows, because you get to listen to yourself. <laughs> and we welcome your input on the Pat McCrory Show, so uh, let's get on with the number one show in Charlotte because of you. Hey, Pat, I am a Democrat, died in the wool, Democrat, Democrat, but I want to give President Donald J. Trump his props. He did put the virus uh, cure vaccine on Warp Speed Drive, and I commend him for that. If we be fair, he did it, and we give him uh, honor for doing it. Thank you, Donald J. Trump. Trump, you okay? Good for you. Something we don't see in the New York Times, Washington Post, McClatchy newspaper, CBS, NBC, ABC, PBS, NPR, BBC, CIA, dig right, it. You just, you just added one. I've never heard you say NPR before. <laughs> God, they've, they've gone so left-wing, it's unbelievable. But they're sophisticated. Hey, Pat. Hey, Bo. As far as this teacher's lying on their uh, test, please, by all means, do. Because that just states that you've had the coronavirus, so you can be around the coronavirus and not be that apt to catch it. So go ahead and lie on your test and then get your butts to work. Yeah, it's lying on a questionnaire. <clears throat> I'll tell you, this, this, this teacher's union has gone, is out of control. Their power. And someone needs to call them on it. I will. 
I'd like to urge everyone that's concerned about their safety to exercise their legal and constitutional right and get a concealed weapons permit and get you an everyday carry and learn how to be proficient with it. Hey, I know you. You're the guy that hangs around with David from Asheville. <laughs> Josh, you told me there were only – I didn't get a chance to Sorry. screen the calls. <laughs> hey, the, I was trying to ask Festus if if Matt Dillon ever went upstairs with Miss Kitty. Uh, could could you research that for me? He was a quick draw. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason most of these teachers don't want, don't want to go back to work is because they like that six hundred dollars they drawing every week. They don't got lazy like everybody else. Hey guys, enjoy the show. Just want to say that I'm so proud of Plantation Estates changing their name to Matthews Glen. It just troubled me so badly every time I drove down Highway 51 and saw that word plantation. It, it just destroyed me. Give me a break. Now, was it Plantation Estates that changed her name? Bo, no, it was. It was another name. No, it was Plantation Estates in uh, Matthews. Hmm. You had said initially Providence Plantation, which I corrected you on, so it's not, that's not the one. Coming soon, however. <laughs> not yet. I just want to say something about this teacher situation. They're getting full pay with benefits, sitting at home. They're not having to deal with disciplined kids or putting up with the riffraff. I think they've got comfortable sitting at home, and uh, it's hard for them to go back. I guess that's all I got to say. Y'all have a good day. Give them hell, Governor, about the school teachers. And I say that and preface it with this. My son is a school teacher and a football coach in Wake County. My wife is in education in Johnston County. I love the teachers. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, they've got to get their out of the chair and get in action. Bye. You know, notice how we are. If we have any criticism of teachers or certain professions, we have to go, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Pat, another state employee here. Just heard your radio segment on the teachers in Charlotte-Mecklenburg. You're exactly right, sir. I don't have the option to work from home. I'm an essential worker. There is no way I would lie on a state form or county form, for that matter, and say that I have COVID and then try to stand up in front of a group of teachers and be ethical about not lying, not cheating. Give them what they need. Give them good advice and get rid of them if they're not going to get up and teach. And there are a lot of uh, state employees who I proudly worked with who uh, they can't work from home. They're repairing your roads. They're they're pulling you over for traffic tickets or responding to tough accidents and horrible scenes. They're working in state prisons right now, which might be the most dangerous place to be in North Carolina. They can't do it from home. God bless y'all. Hey, you were wondering about the difference in the different kinds of middle schools, which ones go and which ones don't. I would suspect that it has to do with the fact that the ones that go K-8, they've already had school buses going. So all they had to do was add some more kids to it. That, that sounds logical. That makes sense, yeah. Hey, McCrory, is it common sense that they could find just enough votes in Raleigh to beat you? Even though you smoked them in the debates and every other way possible, it's very bothersome. I think my vote has been frauded. 
sounds just like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Gosh, he sa- he's called before. I recognize that voice. It sounds like O'Reilly. Hey, McCrory. <laughs> Quick question for you about the teachers, public school teachers. How on earth is it that uh, gas station attendants, Walmart attendants, you name it, every public sector municipal job is deemed essential so since day one, everybody has been going to work, with exception of the small mom-and-pop shops who have been banned by the governor and other governors. All right, how on earth are school teachers slipping through the crack? Who on earth has granted them an exemption? It's the guy who got him elected. Teachers' Union... In North Carolina, gives a lot of money to the state Democratic Party, to the governor, to all the gubernatorial, to all the Senate and uh, statewide candidates, and to some of the local candidates, too. Very, very powerful union in a non-union state, which is kind of ironic. But that's the next thing the Biden administration is going to try to do, is take away right-to-work states. That's coming. All the Pat McCrory Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Class dismissed. Class officially dismissed. Wednesday. I'm tired of fighting this battle. Shamar Moore leads a team of elite SWAT officers. Me and the rest of this team, we got your back always. You ain't fighting alone. And their next mission is their toughest yet. Risking their lives. Uh, the only thing I know is that there's an expiration date for all of us doing this job. For the city of L.A. and each other. This team is family I never had. Shamar Moore stars in a new SWAT, Wednesday, 10, 9 central on CBS.